Welcome to BD4, an RJ Carbone podcast. BD4, where there is no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. We also do MMA. Yanks every series, Knicks every game, MMA on occasion. BD4 is a five-star show on Apple Podcasts, also available in video format on YouTube and Spotify. So thanks for stopping by, and we hope you enjoy the show. Champion of the world, turning, looking, see ya! Anthony for three, bang! That one goes down, and the game is tied! Time! Penetrates, creates, and showing some dexterity as well with the left hand. All right, let's do it. Let's talk some Yankees. It's going to be hard for me to talk Yankees only here because I just got done not too long ago watching the Knicks defeat the Cavs, the loser Cavs, to advance to the second round of the postseason. The first time ever the Knicks will be advancing to the second round in the playoffs in 10 years. 10 years ago, back in 2013. I went to that Boston Celtics series. I was at one of those games at the Garden. Melo dropped 35 or some shit, and they won. Crazy. Time flies. But we're talking Yankees in this one. Uh, we'll have the Knicks episode out, 516, uh, before Sunday for sure. Uh, most likely it'll be out. Well, if I can get it out tomorrow on Thursday, the 27th, right? then we'll do that. If I can get it out Thursday the 27th, we'll do that. But hopefully I can have it out soon. Um, you know, the latest before Sunday's game. Because they're going to be taking down the heat. Anyways, talking about the Yankees in this. And the Yankees, uh, they, they, they lost the series in Minnesota uh, to begin the road trip. But they, they did salvage it with a win today. Avoiding the sweep. Uh, overall on the year now, the Yankees, um, I think 14 and 11, I want to say. Which, it's not a great record in like, whoops. Um, you know, it, it, it's why I hate the whole, hey, at least they're winning, you know, this amount of series. Like they've won, they've only lost two series all year. Well, it's like, yeah, but I'm not worried about that. Like they're 14 and 11 with all those series wins. That's why I hate that crap. Focus on wins, period. Like win every individual game, because the standings don't go by series. Obviously, they go by games. Like <laughs> I, I get the concept. Two out of every three consistently eventually builds up a better win percentage as time flies by. But you want to get hot too. You want to have a streak of games in there where you you run off. Six or seven in a row, like, like the race. You don't have to go fourteen and zero, but you want to have a stretch eventually, where you can sweep a few teams. Um, and I'm hoping against the Texas team coming up this weekend, the Yankees can do that. It's a four game set, so that's maybe asking a lot. But I think the Yankees should t- take at least three. Um, however, we're talking about this one, uh, this twin series, and we might as well get right into it. 
the first game of the set, which took place a couple nights ago on the 24th of April, on Monday. And um, the Yankees lost this one 6-1. to one. It was Johnny Brito against former Yankee legend Sonny Gray. Uh, bottom of the third inning, the Twins cracked the board. Polanco singles. Byron Buxton grounds out but runs scored. Um, and it's 3-0 Minnesota. Brito makes it two outs into the third inning this time around. So better than his first Twins outing. But it's hard to get much worse than that. Um, after Brito goes two and three thirds, it's it's Weissert, Abreu, Peralta, and Jimmy Cordero. They go the remainder. In the bottom of the fourth inning, Joey Gallo, another former Yankee legend. He hits a home run, of course. It's 4 nothing Minnesota. It's 5 nothing after Polanco doubles in the sixth. Eighth inning, Correa, I think, triples. 6 nothing. Top of the ninth inning, Yankees get a bullshit run as Waldo Cabrera grounds out. Run comes across. It's 6 to 1. The Yankees would lose 6 to 1. Um, first takeaway from this game is that Johnny Brito might not be it. Two and two thirds innings, three runs, one strikeout, three hits, three walks. And in those two and two thirds innings, he threw 80 pitches. I don't think this guy's hit. Uh, in this outing, didn't seem like he established his fastball. He used the sinker a little less in this game than he did last time against the Twins. Um, but it was still hit around. There's not a lot of misses on that sink on that sinker, two-seamer, if any at all. In this game, I, I there was a lot of contact on it. A lot of foul balls, extended at-bats, a lot of walks. And that'll run up the old pitch guy. I mean, this guy, this this random who isn't even considered to be a prospect. Throws, you know, throws up a couple of five and flies in the first two weeks of the season. And Yankees fans think he's legit. Like, I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think he's going to last long here. I don't I don't think he's a major league pitcher. I just don't see it. There's, there's nothing that stands out to me. There's nothing I look at with Johnny Brito, and I can't see any skill set that I'm like, wow, he's pretty elite in this category, or he's above average. Like, I don't, I don't see anything when I watch him pitch. The eye test doesn't say anything crazy to me. Um, the Yankees just, they, they got, they need Severino back. They need Rodone back. One of them guys got to be healthy soon. Because I don't know how sustainable it is to keep going this way. Now, the Yankees are top two in ERA. Um, but again, how much longer, it's, it's the longer you go, the less likely it is that two-fifths of your rotation and a beat-up bullpen can keep pitching to a top three year, right? You know, the less likely it becomes. It's hard to sustain that. Um, Yeah, this was the Joey Gallo-Sunny Gray game. <laughs> the home run by Gallo was inevitable. Um, I heard he's doing pretty well over there. I haven't looked at the numbers, but good. Good for him. You know, every time something like that happens, people think the Yankees were in the wrong. So all of a sudden they switch up and, you know, no, that's not the case. Uh, the Yankees were right by getting rid of that. 
and uh, you know they were. I mean, sometimes two parties aren't aren't meant to coexist, and Gallo is better off putting up meaningless numbers in the middle of Minnesota where nobody cares. Uh, and same shit with Sonny Gray. <laughs> New York got to him. Um, he's killing it. He, he's he's Sonny Gray. I I think the Yankees kind of ruined him, like when he was over here. Because he's been great everywhere else he's pitched. He's been pretty good. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely not shocked to see him against the Yankees throw up seven shutout. <laughs> uh, the Yankee bats overall, only one run in this game on six hits. 188 average. Four walks. Ten strikeouts. Um, 0 of 7 with runners in scoring position. Sonny Gray, seven innings, no runs, three hits, two walks, eight strikeouts in the win. He's got a 0.62 ERA in the year, and he moved to 3-0. Oh, yeah. The Bats had a chance to do something in the eighth inning in this game. Um, Size Sonny Gray was pulled from the game, and then the Yankees jumped on Griffin Jacks. A couple of singles and an E5 helped the Yankees load the bases for Rizzo. But Rizzo ends up striking out, swinging on three pitches to end the rally. Slider, he go, uh, I think it was fastball, slider, slider. Final slider was inside. Gets Rizzo, and that was it. That was kind of the only inning of life for the Yankees, and they failed. Uh, in this game, the only Yankee with two hits, DJ LeMahieu. Then you had Volpe, Trevino, and Judge with the other hits. One each. Volpe and Trevino single. Judge double. Franchi Cordero in this game, three strikeouts. Uh, he made a wonderful play in right field in this game, botching a routine fly ball at the wall in the uh, eighth inning. That was fun. That guy sucks. Uh, I mean, he had his little Matt Carpenter week <laughs> for, for like four or five games, uh, but I think it's over there. He looks like Florial out there. Trying to hit a breaking ball. Swinging high over a cutter. Um, and if I can recall, I think in, uh, in this game, Sonny Gray threw him a curveball and he was late on it. <laughs> and it, was, it wasn't it was much better in game two for, for Franchi Cordero. Uh, but if you saw Aaron Hicks's at-bat to end the first game of the series, it made Franchi Cordero's at-bats in this series look like Barry Bonds. I mean, I know, I, I know I've said it's said this a billion times already but Aaron Hicks the, the guy is is mentally checked out he is no longer trying um, the at bat the way he played the field in game two he's he's not there anymore Aaron Hicks's soul has left his body and it's literally just a body out there moving lifelessly so let's get to game two Game two of the series, the Yankees, well, they scored one more run, but they lose 6-2. to two. Um, Nestor Cortez going up against Ryan. Top of the first inning, DJ LeMayu singles. one nothing Yankees. Bottom of the third, Anthony Volpe makes the error. You get a couple doubles by Solano and Polanco, and it's 2-1 Minnesota. Top of the fifth, Judge. Ground ball out, but a run scores. Game's tied at two. And the bottom of the sixth, Aaron Hicks half-asses in on left field. 
eventually Buxton homers after that, and then Larnick homers, and it's 6-2 Minnesota. Nestor is pulled after failing to record an out in the sixth inning. Marnaccio comes in after. He's not much better. He allows a home run. And then uh, uh, that Ramirez guy pitches after him. And he did pretty well. But the Yankees would lose 6-2. to uh, The bats in this game, two runs on eight hits, 229 hitting overall. No walks, which is embarrassing. Nine strikeouts, two of those no walks, and one for five hitting with runners in scoring position. Uh, if I look up at the screen, that's if you're watching the video format of the podcast. If I look up at the screen every once in a while, I'm just watching the uh, NBA, and TNT, NBA on TNT guys. The inside of the NBA crew, because they're awesome. And they're showing some highlights of the Nick game tonight, which, come on. How do you not watch those? I mean, Obi Toppin has been giving the Knicks some great minutes. Um, Volpe had two hits. Calhoun had a couple hits. Judge, DJ, Trevino, Hicks, each one hit. Uh, every hit in this game was a single. Rizzo had three strikeouts. He did not look good. Uh, the Yankees switched up the lineup in this game. Um, actually, I think they switched it up in the first two games. Going with Judge in the three-hole and Rizzo in the two-hole. Which I like. Um, but DJ in cleanup, I, I don't like that. They may quite frankly be the dumbest, most modern, random nonsense in the world. But the Yankees are known for that shit. Um, but on the mound in this one was Nestor Cortez. And because he was less bad than the other two pitchers in this series, I guess that leaves him default to get the tip of the cap. Yeah, I mean, I I have to give it to somebody, so Nestor gets my tip of the cap um, because he was the least worst. Everything was hard contact in this game, it felt like. A lot of extra base hits. He was pretty bad, uh, but he got better than Brito and Domingo, who we'll get to. Uh, five plus innings, four runs, three earned runs. Five hits, one walk, six strikeouts, a home run. A lot of uncharacteristic hard contact. Uh, I mean, all five hits he allowed were for extra bases. That's pretty rough. Four doubles and a home run. Um, Now, you know, Volpe didn't help him out with the error at shortstop. Bad hop. Um, Neither did Aaron Hicks. But to say that Nestor Cortez was a victim of bad defense in this game isn't correct. He, he was pretty lackluster himself. The good thing is, even in Nestor's lackluster starts, he's still able to limit the damage. That's been the, that, that's always the best part of Nestor Cortez is his floor is pretty high. When he's bad, he's still mediocre, if that makes sense. He leaves the game, and it's only 4-2 to two Minnesota. Three earned runs in five-plus innings isn't awful in the grand scheme of things. But because Schmidt, Brito, and Domingo Herman haven't been good this year, the Yankees desperately need to win on Cole and Cortez days. It just puts more pressure on those two. So unfortunately, he wasn't at his sharpest in this game, and that led to a tough loss. But the Yankees would bounce back in Game 3, which we will get to as soon as we return from break. Stay with us. Be back in a few seconds. Hey guys, so if you are a listener of the podcast often, 
and you want to know where to find me on social media, you can find me on Facebook at BD4. You can find me on Twitter at BD4Pod. And you can also find me on Instagram at Rob J. Carbone. BD4 is located on many different platforms. You can listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And if you do there, be sure to give us a five-star rating and review. You can listen to it on Spotify, but you can also watch the podcast on both Spotify and YouTube. BD4 is available on many other platforms as well. All you got to do is search it up. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and much more. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, RJ. Episode 515 of the podcast. Thanks for tuning in to BD4. The Yankees took game three. Earlier this afternoon, I listened to this game. I was working. I was listening to it on Sterling. Um, 12-6, they win. Domingo Herman versus Kenta Maeda. Man, did the Yankees beat up on Maeda. 10 random. Top of the second. Right away. Calhoun base hit. Volpe single. Judge double. 5 nothing Yankees. Bottom of the second. Miranda hits the home run. Top of the fourth. Volpe double. Rizzo double. Glaber home run. And all of a sudden, it's 11-1 the Yankees. Bottom of the fourth. Miranda gets his second home run. 11-3, bottom of the 6, Twins chip away, 11-5 off a Gallo home run. Bottom of the 7th, it becomes 11-6, run scores off a Kepler ground out. Um, Domingo Herman gives up the triple there in the bottom of the 7th, but then he gets pulled. It's Hamilton and Holmes combining for the next three. Top of the 8th, DJ LeMayhew tacks on with an RBI. Sack fly, 12-6, and that'd be the final score. <clears throat> so 12 runs on 14 hits, a 359 average, four walks, 11 strikeouts, and a 6 of 11 night or day with runners in scoring position. It's a good day at the plate. Judge goes 3 for 4, 3 RBIs, a walk, couple doubles on the day he turns 31. Volpe goes 2 of 3. Three RBIs, two walks, a double. Rizzo, two hits, two RBIs, a double. Glaber, two hits, two RBIs, a double, a home run. Calhoun, two singles. IKF, Higgy, Oswaldo Cabrera, a single. Oswaldo also drew a walk and had a sacrifice bunt. The bottom of the order playing some small ball in this game to set up the top of the order. Uh, The only Yankee without a hit was DJ, but again, he had the tack on RBI. With the sack fly late. So it was nice to finally get a blowout. An offensive explosion. It was much needed. This is an offense that hasn't done much. Domingo Herman goes six innings. Plus six runs. Three home runs. Uh, The man has flat out sucked. His command has been awful this year. All year it has been awful. Uh, Between the walks and the home runs. My gosh. When he leaves his fastball up or his curveball up, it's no question it's leaving the park. The first fastball he left up today, it was, it was at Miranda's waist. Gone. Second one, two seam up above the zone. Not a good location for that pitch. Gone. And then he hangs a curveball to Joey Gallo. Gone. He hasn't been good this year. Um, I still have faith that he can become 
he can turn it around, but not a good start. Hamilton follows up Herman, and he actually gets my tip of the cap among the relievers in this series. Because I thought Ian Hamilton continues to do a very good job for the Yankees. Um, yeah, two innings uh, of shutout ball. <laughs> two strikeouts, uh, just a walk, but he threw 29 pitches. Very efficient. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> and on the year, Ian Hamilton has a 1.84 ERA with a 1.02 whip. The guy's quietly been doing his job all season. That slider change-up bullshit pitch he's got going on, it's a pretty good pitch. Um, It's a change-up with more movement. Um, But he's been slowly getting more high-leverage innings, and he's done well in them. I know today he didn't. It was 12-6, but <clears throat> he has been getting some more higher-leverage innings. Hold on. Goddamn. But yeah, Ian Hamilton... Um, yeah, keep doing your thing, dude. He's he's been good. He's made um what eight appearances so far. Fourteen and two thirds innings too. That's a lot of innings for eight appearances. He's done the job. <clears throat> Damn. Um. Listen, uh, the, the the third game of the series. Kind of padded a lot of the Yankees' offensive numbers. This, when you look at the overall numbers of the series, because listen, this this lineup has been pretty bad. This offense has been dreadful. Aside from the breakout today, it's been ugly for a while. Um, and it's just weird to me. It's not surprising, but it's odd. I'll say because like, you went through an entire winter. After getting quieted offensively by Houston, like you do every year in the playoffs, your offense goes quiet. And on top of that, you lose Benintendi. Uh, You lose Carpenter. You know you're going to lose Stanton with an injury at some point every year. As much as you don't want to admit that, you do have to account for that behind closed doors. You got to figure there's going to be some type of regression on Judge's end. So, if you're the Yankees, how the hell did you did you really sit there in the winter? If you're Cashman, sit there, increase your payroll even more, and yet bring back a lineup that's worse than last season. You didn't think an upgrade would have been helpful. I mean, you had the chance for Brian Reynolds; that's gone. You had all these big names in free agency. The last two seasons, off seasons, which I'll still stand by and say I'd rather a Trey Turner or a Corey Seager or a Carlos Correa, even if it means moving a Peraza of Opie Torres. But I was on board with trading any prospect out there. Dominguez, I don't care. I was on that train. And I I would not change any. If I can go back in time, I still wouldn't change my opinion there. Um, you had your opportunities and you did nothing. Knowing damn well this lineup was the reason you went golfing so soon last year. Giannis is angry in his post 
post-game press conference. So the Miami Heat will be, will be playing the Knicks in the next round. Uh, but, I mean, the fact that the yeah, the good thing is the Knicks have home court. But um, the, the fact that the Yankees, the New York Yankees, are picking up guys off this scrap heap, like they're the Oakland Athletics, it's pretty embarrassing. Willie Calhoun, Franchi Cordero, Cole Calhoun, you can cut those three guys tomorrow, and no other team would pick them up. It's embarrassing that the Yankees have those guys as semi-regulars this season. How did it get to that point? Like, how do you have a $280 million payroll and produce a bottom third offense? Two-fifths of a rotation. I mean, come on, man. I mean, I saw I saw a very embarrassing tweet yesterday. Hoke tweeted that the Yankees DL which consists of 12 players at the moment, has a higher payroll than 13 other major league teams. That's nuts. I also saw the stat on the Oakland A's having more hits than the Yankees this year. (laughs) At least before today, that was. Um, I do think the Yankees, their lineup is just constructed to be streaky. That's the way they're built. So I wouldn't be too shocked if they turned it around and found a way to be top five and runs again. Uh, but at the same time, with how top-heavy this lineup is, I also wouldn't be shocked if they produced like the 2021 lineup did, where they weren't a great offense and they relied mostly on their pitching staff. Um, either way, at the end of the day, I don't trust this lineup in the postseason. We know that. Um, the question is, can it be good enough to get them a division this year? I don't know. It seems like their chances are less and less likely each year now. Uh, If you keep Cordero and Calhoun around much longer, I don't see shit happening. You can't keep those two guys here. They're just not major league players. And they're a waste of a roster spot. Um, Call somebody up. I I know Dominguez is too raw. Um, I've been hearing about that kid from Tampa who we have, Jake Bowers. He's slugging slugging 883 right now in AAA. He's a 27-year-old. I don't know. Why the fuck not? Can it be much worse than Calhoun and Cordero? I, let's find out. Like, like, There are unfortunately no trades available this early. Obviously, the, the market's not open. So the Yankees really did this to themselves. It's going to have to be on these guys to snap out of it. Because they're not getting help. Their lineup is pretty healthy. The only two guys who are out, Giancarlo Stanton, sure, it's a big difference, and Harrison Bader. Harrison Bader is not coming back and and saving you. This is a guy with a career OPS in the low 700s. Josh Donaldson is not coming back to save you. He's he's become a glove-only player. So no one's coming to be the savior. Guys are just going to have to figure it out right now. And some of them maybe are, right? Like There are some good signs of late. Aaron Judge is maybe getting lukewarm. He's starting to hit a little bit. He won 5 for 12 this series. Three doubles, a walk, only two strikeouts, which I love, because he's been striking out a lot. They're going to need Judge. Um, And and I think he's okay, too. By the way, there was an injury scare in today's game. I didn't see it. Again, I was listening to the game. Um, But I, I didn't know he got hurt. I must have not caught that part. Uh, but I think he's okay, they said. 
Also, you know, waking back up lately, showing some life, Glaber Torres on base in six consecutive games. Um, one thing I'm noticing with Glaber lately, he's not just taking his A swing. We're not just seeing him take those home run hacks, but he's starting to swing for contact again. Even if he chases, he's doing it with his contact swing. He's not spamming um, square or even X. He's pressing circle up there. Uh, and, I, and I think that's what that that's what made him so effective in his first two seasons and early on this year. Last four games, though, he's batting 375. Averages back up to 266 overall on the year. Only 14 strikeouts to 17 walks, so he has more walks than Ks. Excellent ratio so far. He's fouling off pitches, and he's extending at-bats. He's hitting the breaking ball well. Um, But I think this is just what you're going to see. Like, I think he's a very streaky player. He will have his great stretches, and then he will have his cold spells, which can be just as brutal as his great stretches. But he's definitely had a better season so far this season. Definitely a better one than last year. Last year, I, I called that a semi-rebound. Um, hopefully this year he can, you know, completely turn it around. Hold on. I'm trying to hear what the TNT guys want to, are going to say about this Knicks Heat series. Barkley's going Knicks. I'm sure Shaq and Kenny, because they do nothing but hit on the Knicks, are going to go Miami. Let's go Knicks. Um, Randall better be healthy. Um, DJ's been hitting lately. Uh, and Anthony Volpe. How about Anthony Volpe? I'm, I'm actually giving Anthony Volpe my tip of the cap. Anthony Volpe gets it among the lineup. Um, this series against the Twins, Anthony Volpe won 5 for 10, 500, a double, three RBIs, three walks, three runs scored, a 12-15 OPS. Um, but he's turned it around for the last couple weeks, man. In his last 14 games, Anthony Volpe, a 292 average, 882 OPS. In this series, he was on base at a 615 clip. At least twice in each game on base. A lot of hard contact of late. Love to see that. And when he connects on that high heat, which is key, when, um, he's getting the barrel on it. Um, I, yeah, of course Shaq is trying to hit on the next, and so is Kenny. That's what they do. Um, a lot of hard contact of late. Like I said, um, I'm loving the plate discipline. And he showed that for most of the season so far. He's been pretty consistent with his approach. Um, and he's laying off a lot of close pitches, too. Just outside or just high. He's he's really got a good eye. Looks a lot more comfortable in the box recently. And, and on the year, he's got the on-base up to a very strong 358. Uh, it's the power that's that you're hoping starts to come along. But again, we're seeing some of that lately. Uh, I think the one kryptonite is maybe the the fastball high. I haven't checked the numbers, but I feel like a lot of his strikeouts come on that pitch. Uh, And obviously he's had the the three consecutive games with an error. 
the final game of the Toronto set and the first two here in uh, Minnesota. But the defense, though, still looked pretty good to me. You're going to make errors as a rookie. Literally every rookie does. I'm pretty sure Jeter committed a shit ton of errors. And he went on to play shortstop for 20 years and won multiple gold gloves. Uh, But Anthony Volpe gets my tip of the cap because I thought he had a good series. And he's been pretty good for the Yankees, man. Considering the defense has been solid. um, He's been walking. And he's really stealing the bases. He's swiping bags out there. He's 8 for 8. Knock on wood. Um, I I think he's showing some life. And I think he's showing that he could be something here. So I'm happy to see that. And you got to keep the kid in the leadoff spot. He got, he's got to stay. I love having him lead off and then forgetting about DJ and then getting to DJ at fifth. And you're like, oh, great. We still have him. That's always fun. Um, so, yeah, I think that's it. We're not going to extend this any further. Pretty simple shit. Yankees lose the series. The bats need to improve. Um, they could. They could not, wouldn't be shocked either way because of the way they're built. It's just an unpredictable offense. Um, and that's that. Let's wrap it up when we return with our trivia question, and that'll be that. Stay with us. Be right back. We also have a website now for BD4. If you go to bd4blog.com, you can find the blog, the podcast links, and also where to find me on social media. Just go to bd4blog.com. Studio 69 Productions is a podcast production agency created by Leo Rodriguez to allow content creators to market their podcast. It's an online platform that will market your podcast or any other project that you're working on. Get in touch with Leo Rodriguez from Studio 69 Productions. You can find Studio 69 Productions on Instagram at Studio69NJ. Studio 69 Productions, where dreams are heard and born. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, RJ Carbone. Let's wrap this up with our trivia question right now. All right, so for this episode, episode 515 of the show, we've got a true or false. True or false, Alex Rodriguez is the Yankees' all-time leader in hit-by-pitch. True or false, Alex Rodriguez is the Yankees' all-time leader in hit-by-pitch. True or false? Let me know the answer wherever you can reach me. If you get the answer correct, I'll give you a shout-out on the next show. True or false, A-Rod is the Yankees' all-time leader in hit-by-pitch. That'll be that. I appreciate you stopping by. I'm going to bed. It's late. Go Yankees. Go Knicks. All right. This episode was brought to you by Anchor.